Chatterbox world. It's everyone's favorite time of the week. It's howdy duty time. <laughs> oh, I love howdy duty time. I know, right? Who doesn't love a good howdy duty time? Anyway, I am Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com. And of course, who else would be with me but the extremely lovely, the extremely talented... Liz Tapia the Dark Angel from DarkBeautyMusic.com. Thank you for the lovely intro, and hello, Suzanne, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Greetings, Liz. This week, this week is special in Chatterbox history. Do you know why? I know you're going to tell us why. I am. Normally, we like to come to you from, you know, kind of a positive spin, what we've done that works, you know, happy, upbeat, happy-go-lucky. But I was actually inspired by a couple of friends of mine this week uh, to, to give you some cautionary tales uh, of things that could, could possibly go wrong in the music business and how you might be able, dear listeners, to avoid these things. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. So I was chatting with a couple friends of mine, actually, whom I have not spoken to in forever. And we just happened to reconnect over an episode of Chatterbox. Yeah, that's right. right. Chatterbox reconnecting the world one friendship (laughs) at a time. I love it. So uh, we happened to be uh, chatting, not teaching, chatting. And, uh, you know, a couple of things came up that these individuals had experienced that I thought, you know, this happens more often than not. So let's let's kind of take a, a few minutes here on Chatterbox and let's address some of those things that might possibly just go wrong. All right. I'm ready. All right. Sit back, grab a glass of your favorite moat. And here we go. Oh, a glass of moat. Toast to Brett Lloyd. Brett. All right. (laughs) The first thing that I want to address is this whole exposure thing. Now, exposure can come or can be promised in any number of areas. Uh, People can promise you exposure at gigs. People can promise you exposure for your website. People can promise you exposure to the elements People can promise you, you know, exposure in any number of ways. I don't know if I like the way this is sounding. (laughs) I'm almost afraid to ask what happened to this friend of yours. Wow. Uh, Interesting question. Uh, This particular exposure, I believe, was based on website where someone promised the individuals that, you know, we can get you so many clicks, you get some click throughs. Um, they were actually told that the website had to be built in a certain way so that, you know, we, uh, so that it would, it would handle all of this high traffic and you could upload high quality videos and blah, 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 blah. Let me backtrack here for a minute. Now, 
exposure is something we're all looking for. Exposure to the right fans, exposure to the right press outlets, exposure to the right radio stations. These are things we all are looking for. Now, I, I feel personally very blessed and very lucky that I have, that I have found actually that Dana Sheehan was introduced to me through a mutual friend, Margie McCrow. Dana is amazing as far as just the work she does, her work ethic and her as a human being. She's just an amazing human being. This Um, is actually a great point because I was going to ask you what qualities are things that you look for or that you looked for in a marketing coach? You know, that's a really good question, Liz, because I had no idea. I had no idea what I was looking for in a marketing uh, coach, mentor, uh, partner, for lack of a better term, because Dana has, and I, I think you you know as well, Dana has actually turned into more of a partner than any kind of just marketing firm or PR firm or somebody I go to and say, hey, I need this. You know, Dana's been awesome with advice. Dana's been awesome with options. Hey, here's the here are the options. Here are the options. Here are the options. Now, not everything has worked out, but that is a risk you take in business in general. So we're not talking about the standard type of business risks. There is one thing I will tell you. If someone promises, guarantees you a rate, a specific rate of return, run away because they can't. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty tall order. If you're guaranteeing someone specific things like, you know, how many clicks you're going to be getting and I don't know, that's just makes me want to run very far from that. Right. And now, now Dana and I, when we when we talk about all this great stuff, um, she gives me the numbers as factually as she can. Here is the number that we're going for on this ad campaign. Here's the number based on averages that we can expect on, you know, click throughs. Here are the number of subscribers that we can that we can hit uh, based on these numbers. And then we actually review the numbers together once or twice a week or however long the campaign is. We actually go over the numbers together and and track everything. You know, I see this, I see this, I see this. Uh, Is that what you're thinking? What is the trend? What do we need to fix? What do we need to change? What do we need to tweak? These things are all very open, honest discussions with Dana. And that is what I like. When you get somebody who says the website has to be built in a certain way and it can only be built this way. And I am like one of six people in the country that can do it run because 95% of your music websites out there. And I'm talking big name websites. You can actually go in and see code if, if you know how to do that on a website. Um, and I've actually gone in and peeked at codes on, on various big name. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. Taria's website. Um, and a lot of it <laughs> seems to be based in WordPress. So you have something very similar to WordPress. It's a theme. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of a theme. And at this point, this was a couple of website iterations ago. So it may have changed by, by now, but when, when I did look, it was basically WordPress based. So if you've got a multi nat, you know, an international sellout, basically she sells out a lot of shows, uh, who can get by with WordPress, guess what your indie band can get by and guess what you don't need. You don't need somebody to program WordPress for you. 
I think the problem is a lot of people don't understand enough about that and they're mm-hmm. just going to listen to whatever they feel the coach is telling them the you know hopefully your coach is telling you the right thing but you know if I had a coach that I had already bought some sessions with and they were telling me this I probably would just listen to them because I don't know anything about programming right and that's the great thing about WordPress you don't need to 95% of WordPress is drag and drop you don't really need to program Well, that certainly makes it a lot easier. And that's a wonderful thing. Now, you also have some other options out there. You have Banzoogle. You have HostBaby. You have a lot of sites, a lot of platforms that are geared specifically to musicians. Um, You use Banzoogle. I've used HostBaby in the the past. They're both both adequate. Um, You know, as I'm not a big fan of the the template-based kind of WYSIWYG drag-and-drop sort of stuff. I like a little more flexibility, which is why I'm kind of a WordPress geek. Um, but you can get by. Liz uses Banzoogle. Her website's amazing. Okay. I love Banzoogle. I mean, I really, really like it because it's very user-friendly. But, you know, for somebody like me that doesn't do any programming, this works beautifully because I don't have to worry about you know, going back to HTML and doing and coding all this stuff out. I mean, it would take me forever for as many changes as I do. So That's I think a lot it's, of changes. I mean, if you're yeah. all sitting out there thinking women are fickle, you have no idea <laughs> until you've watched Liz play with her website for a weekend. I, I have witnessed the, this in person. You know, you have to be able to have something that's easy enough to use. And if it's not user-friendly, for me personally, if it's not user-friendly, then I'm out of there. All joking aside, though, um, it's actually very good. As far as Google is concerned, as far as uh, search engines are concerned, it's actually really good that you noodle around with your website and play around with it and change it up all the time. Because that shows Google that you're active and that will actually bump you up in search engine and organic search listings. Well, see, that's great to know because I didn't even realize that. Surprise! All right. Or well, as at we least say I'm on the right Finland. track. Illetus. All right. So, okay, so, not um, sure what that word was, but I like it. I know, right? It's, it's surprise in Finnish. Um, do you want to do you want to say it a little bit slower so that we can actually understand what the word is? Ulatus. Ulatus. Yes, congratulations. You've learned your first Finnish word. All right. Um, yay! Finnish words. You will All say right. it, spell it and use it in a sentence. <laughs> I think just for the sheer sheer comedic value, we will let Liz say it, spell it and use it in a sentence. Oh my goodness, you definitely don't want me to do that. I would <laughs> definitely butcher that one. If you thought the Englishing was good, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> wait till you hear the finishing. Um, the finishing. <laughs> oh, oh my. my. <clears throat> so, those are some things to to look at when you're talking about websites and that sort of thing marketing in general um and i'll tell you guys what you know i mean i love you guys all i I love you all from the bottom of my heart and i know liz does too if you guys ever have a question on any of this feel free to reach out on any of the forums on our web pages email on social media tag us in social media ask us the question we'll be more than happy to share whatever information we have Moving on to our next segment, 
the, the gig portion of the exposure. Oh my, I just oh can't my. say it. You, you don't pay to play. Never pay to play. There are no circumstances under which you should feel obligated to pay to play. <laughs> Can I say it another way? When you have a venue, and a lot of smaller local venues do this, and they say, hey, we'll give you 20 tickets for each band member at 15 bucks a pop or 10 bucks a pop, and you sell so many tickets, and then whatever's left over after that, you get to keep. Guess Gee, what? Gee, thanks. You're paying to play because you have to have that money in order to make that gig. You're not getting exposure with those kind of gigs. You're not getting exposure with pay to play gigs because there's not really a huge crowd or you wouldn't have to do it. So the other problem is when you sell 20 tickets to your own concert, guess who your exposure is going to be to? Those 20 people who bought your tickets. And guess what? They are probably your friends, your family, your fans who already know and love you for who you are, for the delicate, artistic soul that you are and would have just given you the 20 bucks anyway. So you're getting exposure for the same people who would have showed up if the gig cost $10, $50, or was free. You're not getting exposure, okay? That's a great point. You never pay to play. Now, are there instances where you're going to break even or you're going to play for free? Which, you know, if you include gas money and things like that, you might be able to stretch that to pay to play. Yeah, there are going to be break-even instances. There are going to be money-losing instances. But it's not cash up front. You have to pay me to play in my venue. And think about it this way. There's a deli-slash-bar here. Deli-slash-brewery. Uh, not brewery. Uh, draft house here that I like to go to a lot. And if I walked into to Brad, the owner of, of uh, Goodfellas, and said... Brad, you guys have awesome food here. I'll tell you what. Next Friday, we're having Friday night fights at my fencing club. We always, you know, bring some food and stuff. Why don't you bring some food down that I'm not paying you for? And some of the craft beers that you sell here that I'm not going to pay you for. And... I'll give you these tickets that you can sell to your friends and family so you can get exposure on how great your food is. <laughs> Boy, that sounds like such a great deal. <laughs> Do you have any oh, idea how quickly Brad would kick me out of his establishment? Yeah, I'm sure that wouldn't go over very well. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? It's not a winning combination. It is not a winning combination. You don't pay to play. These are not the types of gigs you get exposure with. Now, if you have the opportunity to open up for a bigger local band and maybe you're not getting paid or you're getting paid very little, that's an exposure opportunity I'd take. Hey, you know, I've got this other band and they usually draw 100 people. I'm probably getting two or three fans out of that. You know, on average, two to three percent conversion rate 
maybe a little bit better if you have a really good night, a 10% or a 20% conversion rate. That's a, that's a risk I'd, I'd be willing to take, especially if you can get them on your email list. Um, sub point to the exposure thing. Um, whenever you have a merch table, whenever you have, uh, any interaction with your fans whatsoever after the gig, when everybody's coming up going, Oh dude, you guys rock. That was amazing. You are the best neo funk Mozart band I've ever heard. Okay. Make sure you get that person on your mailing list and don't ask them to write it down. Take out your phone, take out your iPad, take out some electronic device where they can type in their name and their email address so that you don't have to try and translate chicken scratch later. Reason, you will have roughly a 40% higher conversion rate from an email to a sale than you will on social media or any other any other avenue you have to advertise with in sale. An email is cheaper. So that is mondo important. You want that email address. You want to capture their name. You want to capture their email address. You want to stay in touch at least once a month. You want to get that newsletter out. That will also get you exposure because when people start getting used to buying your stuff, they'll start passing it around to their friends. So that's another portion of the exposure. And these are portions of the exposure that you control. It is very important that you control the exposure, not put it in someone else's hands. You know, that's such a great point. And I think it's also important to remind people that when you're on stage, to be sure to tell people, let people know if you're going to be playing at another gig that's coming up where they might be able to go and see you at or great point, Suzanne, about, you know, taking out your iPad or some type of device or on your phone and let them type in their email addresses because there's a lot of chicken scratch out there and it is very easy to, you know, go through the night where you're trying to write quickly because you're trying to get to everybody and then, you're missing out on some of it just because you're, you know, you're, you're not able to read maybe something that you wrote down. So that's a really, really good thing to do. And, you know, sidebar to that, if somebody's trying to shout in a noisy venue, their email address to you. All right, take my email address, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E. If you're in a loud club, the Z and the E sound alike, you know, and then try, try it with decree with the D-E capital C-R-E-E. You've got so many letters in there that sound the same. Yeah, and even, even you know, as beyond that, I mean, it could be spelt a different way than what it is. So it's better always to let the person write it down or type it in. Type it that's in. Gonna type be, it in yeah. is key. Typing it in is key because typing it in will keep it neat and to the point. And you know... You know, if you have typed it in or if you've asked somebody to type it in and it bounces, you absolutely know they're not interested. You know, whereas if it's handwritten, it's, well, did I mistranscribe something? Did he write it wrong? Did Jupiter align with Mars? You know, what happened here? You, you never really know. With typing, you're pretty sure. Yeah. So that brings us to the other kind of up and down thing that we have for this week. When I, when I moved back from New York, 
Uh, no, this isn't another New York story. You can you can put down your sedatives. Uh, but I, <laughs> I know every time we go back to New York, there's always some kind of dark issue. Yes, it's not a New York story. It's a happy story. I left New York. I left New York. Anyway, <laughs> so um, leaving New York, uh, coming back to Pittsburgh, I started looking for ways to grow my music business. I opened up a teaching business, of course, which you all know. And I was also trying to get the, the music part of my music business going. And at that time, the music marketing coach was in its infancy. There weren't a ton of them. I found one. A great guy. Really nice guy. Really, really nice guy. The problem is everything he told me to do took time away from what I was trying to do. So he had all these great schemes and all these great ideas, uh, one of which was guest blogging. And I spent so much time on these guest blogs that I had no reason to drive people back to my website. So when you get involved with the, with the music coaches, it's kind of the same thing as the exposure thing. A lot of them teach you how to do Facebook ads. A lot of them teach you how to set up uh, a website and a lot of them teach you how to set up like a landing page, usually, um, what, what we refer to in the marketing world as an ethical bribe, uh, give me your email address. I'll give you a free track. I believe Liz, you actually have that up on your website right now. I actually will have it up on my website very, very shortly because, um, I will actually be getting a couple of new tracks back from Tim shortly. So I'll have a couple of tracks up on my website as well. Oh, that'll be exciting. I know, right? You you want to you want to offer the ethical bribe. The give me your email address, I will give you something in return. Because you're not just asking for an email address. You you're asking basically to be let into as close to in their home as you can get from several hundred miles away. I mean, the inbox is still kind of personal. You know, it's kind of a, a goodwill gesture. So a lot of places will tell you how to set that up. But after going through about six or seven music coaches, music business, get your band up and running coaches, I can tell you two things, three things with certainty. Number one, they all have a shtick. Number two, anything outside of that specific shtick can be found for free. You may or may not speed up the process by paying them a hundred or five hundred or a thousand bucks to do it. Um, and here's what I personally have found: the shtick, whatever their shtick is, takes as long to do as your music does. So anytime the coach has said, "Oh yeah, well we're going to do this special thing with Twitter," or "We're going to do this special thing with guest blogging," and "We're going to do this special thing with," Um, doing a rain dance in the middle of a high traffic intersection. I don't know. It takes as much time to do those things as it would for you to write a song, write, compose, orchestrate a song from start to finish, if not longer. So my advice is look for what you can get. You know, the, the basic stuff that you're going to need is set up your website, set up a landing page to capture email and set up a mailing list, which if you have, I believe Banzoogle actually has a mailing list built in. I know Host Baby did. 
Uh, my current host, I actually need, I actually have uh, MailChimp as my email service. So make sure that you have those three things set up. You need a website and the website does not have to be fancy. Ladies and gentlemen, you need an about page. You need a homepage that says, Hey, this is me on the interwebs. Yay. You need (laughs) a bio page. You need a music page. You need a blog page. Why do you need a blog page? What did we tell Liz earlier by noodling around and changing things on your website and adding blogs regularly, you bounce yourself up in organic searches. So this is common sense stuff that doesn't cost you anything over and above website hosting. You have a lot of free email clients out there. If you have under 500 in your list or whatever, it's free. So, you know, you don't need all of that big fancy stuff. You upload all of your videos to YouTube, Vivo, Vimeo, whatever you want to use. And then those videos get linked to your website. You don't need, you don't even really need a ton of storage space. If, if you really, really want to, you can upload your songs to SoundCloud and link those back to your website as well. So that nothing is really uploaded to your website except the basics. And then you can get a basic hosting package and it'll handle all of your traffic just fine. Here's what I do. And your, your mileage may vary with this. I, I sign up for a lot of free webinars, free eBooks, free, whatever free stuff they're offering. Um, now again, your mileage may vary with that. Cause I've, I've gone through some free webinars and some other free stuff that quite frankly made me unsubscribe from someone's email immediately. It was that terrible, but you know, they all have a shtick outside of that. It's all basic marketing principles that you can pick up from free podcasts, free webinars, and a lot of other free stuff that's already out there. It'll take you a while to hunt and peck through it, but let's face it. You're on the interwebs doing nothing but surfing YouTube, looking for symphonic metal anyway. That was very well said. (laughs) Take five minutes out of that time and listen to a marketing podcast. Take the half hour drive or the half hour commute to work in the morning or the hour long commute and listen to a marketing podcast. You'll pick up something and you won't need to pay people. Here's the thing. A lot of musicians do not have a lot of spare cash. We have toys. I have a lot of toys. I have not a lot of spare cash, but I have a lot of toys. You know, we have a lot of toys. We have a lot of passion. We have a lot of drive. Um, Passion and drive don't always pay the bills. So a lot of us have to have day jobs and that's fine. And day jobs, you know, day jobs pay what day jobs pay. There are many musicians out there who are making it on their music. A lot of indie musicians who are making it on their music. There are, but just because you're making it on your music doesn't mean you're qualified to teach someone else how to do it. Gather as much free information as you can. And then, only then, if you really feel like this coaching guy, girl, is really worth their salt, then you go. The first thing that I do with any musical coach, okay, the first thing that I do with a musical coach is I make sure that I can verify they have album sales because I've been through three or four if not more music coaches who, when I went kind of, I did it backwards. I signed up with them because 
their ad campaigns were amazing. And then when I backtracked, I was like, Hey, wow, you have 73,000 videos on YouTube. Your music sucks. And none of them have more than three views. Uh, Yeah. Let's pass on that one. (laughs) Exactly. So if you're going to sign up with a music coach, make sure you can independently verify that they, they are doing what they say they're doing. Make sure you can find their music online because a lot of these guys, you're going to search for them and it's going to be like, hey, check out my new great music coaching course. Yeah, buddy. And I will do yet another shameless plug because I enjoy doing shameless plugs. My buddy Klaus Loving uh, from KlausLoving.com, C-L-A-U-S-L-E-V-I-N.com. Klaus is an amazing guitarist and he does have actually a uh, how to sell your music course course coming up he has a course on how to sell your music courses now klaus i personally have bought a lot of klaus's courses and i've heard klaus play and i've gotten to talk to klaus a few times klaus is an amazing guy of course i'm on board again going back to the whole dana thing he's an amazing human being he's just a great guy and he's really not in it he's in it because it's it's money it's his day job it is his day job Um, but he's not overly, he's not in it to try and be the only one. He knows, you know, he knows that people do different things and, you know, everybody has a niche and he's happy with where he's at. Again, great guy, probably a course I'm going to pick up, but choose your coaches wisely. Choose them wisely. You would very, you know, if you were going to learn to scuba dive, you would verify that this guy went underwater before and it's not going to lead you into a pack of Humboldt squid. Right? Right. Well, this is very true. And I'm really excited to continue talking about this topic. But first, you know what it's time for? It's It's time time for a Chatterbox commercial from sponsors. So keep it tuned in right here, and we will be right back to finish this topic. Yar! This is your old friend, Byrate the Pirate. And now that it's June, don't you feel like taking a spoon and trying to touch the moon? But don't you hate it when you turn on the radio and they rhyme June with buffoon or meteorological balloon? Here at the Pirate School of Songwriting Rhyme Clichés, or PSIRC, we'll teach you how to rhyme night with light, and not malaria parasite. Yar! Come on down and learn how to rhyme dance with chance and romance, because there's not many hit songs about mortgage refinance. Yar! So remember, you'll have no sorrow if you come on down tomorrow to our main campus at Mount Kilimanjaro. Yes, it's the Pirate School of Songwriting Rhyme Clichés, or Pissirk. And tell them your friend Byrate the Pirate sent you, and they won't make you ecclesiastically a tyrant. Yar. And you know... That's actually where I learned to do all of my rhyme schemes for House of Gregory. Well, you couldn't have picked a better place to learn it from. I know, right? (laughs) Because you know, I mean, you've read the lyrics. Yar shows up in at least 
half the songs. This is true. <laughs> there you go. So we are back and we are talking about some of the some of the pitfalls that that musicians fall for. And, you know, guys, it's 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 not. It's not a reflection on you. Um, we all we all want our music careers to go well. And it's on one hand right now, it's such an exciting time because anybody can make it. And because it's such an, an an exciting time and anybody can make it, there's a flood of mediocre stuff out there. Boy, ain't that the truth. Tis. It tis. You know, so we're all looking for that little edge to put our stuff over the top because let's face it, none of us listens to our own music and thinks, wow, that is amazingly, wretchedly awful. Well, if we do, then we're definitely doing the wrong music. Exactly. Now I might listen to something I wrote 20 years ago and say that, but the stuff that I'm writing now, I'm listening to, I'm going, Hey, that's pretty darn good. That's right up there with some of those other bands that I listen to. You know, yeah, now we just have to figure out how to cut through the noise and we're good. Exactly. And that's where the coaches come in. And that's what the coaches remember. Most marketing these days is based on the fear factor. Music marketing coaches are no different. They're they're playing into that fear of slipping into obscurity where, you know, oh, if you buy my course or whatever, you can rise above. Now, we've both had awesome coaches. There are really good coaches out there. There are excellent, excellent coaches out there. You have to ask yourself the same questions, or you have to ask them the same questions, and you have to verify them in the same ways that you would verify any other expert. Are you going to walk into Joe's real fine accountant office and just hire an accountant? Or are you going to do some research and see if he is the right accountant for you. Well, that's definitely a great way to put it because you do have to do your research. And of course, today, it's the easiest thing in the world to do because we have so much information available to us. So there is no... It's the easiest and it's the hardest because yes, the information is available, but sometimes... here's, Here's one of the tricks of coaches that I've noticed... They always, you, you go through there and they, they're always preaching social proof, social proof, you know, get those testimonials. I've never gone to a coach. I'm sorry. I went to one coach, my, my buddy, my, my buddy Zeus, who is sadly no longer with us, but Zeus, this one's for you. Um, Zeus actually got the testimonial after we had several sessions and after I saw what he was telling me to do worked. Okay. Most coaches get you to get them a testimonial not too long after you've purchased early in the course, early in the coaching so that they can rack up testimonials because your enthusiasm's high, you know, within the first couple of weeks of any course, you think it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. And that's when they grab their testimonials. So testimonials don't do much for me personally, because I've, I've, I'm smart enough to kind of see that pattern happen. Well, I think, I mean, that's a good point. But at the same time, I have to be honest. If I didn't see any testimonials, 
that would probably steer me away from that person as well. So I think it could work for you and, if, and it could probably work maybe a little bit against you. And I think that's when you have to just dig really deep. And that's what I mean by, you know, really getting into the research of who the person is that you're trying to hire. And you have to ask yourself some questions too. So you, not only do you have to research who you're looking for, but do a little research and ask yourself some questions. Like, what is it that you're looking for? Be specific about what your needs are. And I think that's going to help to steer you in the right direction. Now, here's another, here's another little hint that you haven't, maybe haven't thought of. While you're doing all of this research into which coach is the best, you could be doing research on how to improve your music career instead. And I'll give you another another quick little tip. There exists here in the States a wonderful organization whose services I have used many, many times. It is called the Service Corps of Retired Executives, or SCORE for short, S-C-O-R-E. SCORE is an amazing organization. SCORE is completely free to use. SCORE will hook you up with someone who has successfully run his or her own business and who wants to do nothing more in their retirement than return the favor and help other entrepreneurs. You can go to SCORE. You can get a free coach. You can get all kinds of marketing webinars and all kinds of free webinars. They normally have classes in the in the bigger cities. I know here in Pittsburgh, SCORE runs a couple of classes a month. You can run downtown, sit in a class. Uh, they're not terribly expensive, 30, 40 bucks, somewhere in there. Um, you know, plus parking, of course, it's a city. But, you know, you can run into SCORE. You can... Uh, and you get other than running into the classes and obviously they have to pay somebody to be there for the classes. But other than that, everything they have is free. They have free resources on, on their website, which is score.org. And like I said, you can hook up and get a coach who will help you figure out what to do with your website, who will help you figure out how to market, who will help you do all of this. And it's all free. And the best part is they don't get into SCORE unless they know what they're doing and they've already done it. Well, that sounds like a great resource to uh, try to get to because, well, who doesn't like something that's free? Especially not free and good. That's right. I mean, free and good doesn't always happen together. Yeah, there's not too many places where that actually happens together. Exactly. Right. Anyway, guys, I hope we have given you some insights of some of the things that you can avoid, how you can avoid them, and some of, uh, you know, some alternatives, some happier alternatives that you can use to get your music heard and get out there. Um, email list is king. Email, 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 email. Can't say it enough. Email will give you a 40, I think it's a 40% or a 41% return on uh, over and above any other marketing method. So yes, you can get new Facebook fans for pennies on the dollar, but hey, guess what? Um, those Facebook fans don't uh, actually rarely buy. You want to get people on your mailing list where you can interact directly, and that is the big bulk of what you're trying to do. So 
Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Chatterbox Rocks. I am your, well, I am one of your hostesses with the mostesses, Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com. And as always, the lovely, the talented... Liz Tapia, the dark angel from darkbeautymusic.com. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And please continue to share, 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 or join our group, facebook.com slash group slash chatterbox rocks. We love seeing you guys in the chat room. We love hearing from you. And feel free to post, comment, and ask any questions you'd like. Well, just about. <laughs> And we'll almost see you in the next, question. almost any question. And we, we will see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Chatterbox. Box for chatter. Chatterbox.